had a guy choking me in bed recently. And I'm like, I love a good choke, but I couldn't breathe. And then he spit in my mouth. You know, the last thing you want when you can't breathe is to have someone spit I know people really did it. This week, Tops Off World Tour, Abbotsford, Seattle, Portland, Milwaukee, Cincinnati, Nashville, Little Rock, Springfield, Philadelphia, Norfolk, Winston-Salem, Fairfax, Roanoke, Rochester, Worcester, Newark, Providence, and Albany, New York, December 10th. I'm California sober right now. Okay, so weed and mushrooms. Weed and mushrooms. It's just because I want keto. Yeah. And so- um, That makes sense. Yeah, we got high, yes, pretty high yesterday. It was pretty enjoyable. That's nice. I've never been like a get high guy. Yeah. Uh, only I've always alcohol right. has always been my uh, my cane. Yeah, that was my fave too. Really? Oh yeah. And then I started mixing other drugs into it, and then it just turned into something. Like like how like how deep did you get? Are we recording? How deep did you get? Um. Well, I had like a whole entire year that I did cocaine. Like such a fun fucking year. <laughs> I got so fat, which is like a miracle to get fat on Coke. Yeah, because I would just go on Coke benders and then eat in and out <laughs> and then like not work out and not go to work and not do anything. And I just turned into a fat piece of shit. Yeah. Like degenerate, <laughs> like fat, like just disgusting. And I was like, this is. And then I lost all my friends because I'm such an asshole on cocaine. I bet. I yeah. could see just from you on stage, I could see you on Coke would be something to deal with yeah i mean me sober is pretty tough to deal with like i'm not i'm not the nicest person you know so where'd you grow up wisconsin oh for real yeah where madison no milwaukee like suburbs of milwaukee very small town yeah big bend 15 1200 people in the town i grew up in god i love wisconsin i would imagine you would yeah i'm a wisconsin yeah i feel like there's something i'm very wisconsin adjacent yeah you're like honorary doctorate wisconsin like that's oh I went, I went to, uh, I went to the, you know, the, everyone in Wisconsin goes up to the lakes in the summer. Mm -hmm. Like, and I went up to one of the lakes, so many bugs. Yeah. yeah. And the ground was soft. These are my memories. The ground was soft. We went on a homemade slide and I became such good friends with the family that they gave me an award. Oh. And, uh, and I still have it. And, and, uh. What and, was the award? Uh, it was a, it it was a family award they passed around. It was like the the person who made who made summer the best right yeah and it's been in their family forever i think i was supposed to send it back i never did oh yeah you should probably do that (laughs) what's crazy about the dad is we get fucked up and he's like he was like you know he's like you drink a lot i said yeah Yeah. he goes me too i said yeah he goes it's getting the best of me and i went really and he goes yeah but you know what i should be dead yeah i said you should and he goes oh skydiving my shoe didn't open and I was like, really? And he's like, yeah. So, like, every day I'm alive, I, I mean, I do whatever the fuck I yeah, want. Yeah, may as well party. Why I was not? Like, That's an interesting way to live life. Yeah. No, but in Wisconsin, there's nothing else to live for. You know, if you're there, it's just like there's three months where it's nice, and then it's just like gray, ashy fields, and like nothing to do. We get fucked up. Really? Did you think? Were you bored as a kid in Wisconsin? So bored. Really? But like, I we grew up on a farm, so we had like horses, and like I would just, I was like a little nature kid. I would like go in the back and like read books and just like run away from my family because they were all fucked up well, how many kids in your family uh just me and my sister older sister younger older she hot too uh she's uh yeah she's <laughs> <laughs> is that weird to say sorry <laughs> i'm shocked that we've met and i never registered it yeah that's because weird. i'm i would think because the first time i saw you i'm going back to the farm your family and everything yeah but the first time i saw you online it was the um it was the uh 
fucking not Pentecostal, the fucking NBA joke. Okay, yeah. And I fucking laughed hysterically. I went, wow. Yeah. And then I deep dove and I was like, I, like I, I looked at every video you had. Yeah. I had so many questions. Okay. I had so like, who shot this? Who produced this? Where is it? Where do I find the whole hour? Like all these questions. Okay. And then, and then I, and then as I do kind of, I usually send, uh, if I ever see like an attractive woman, I usually send the clip to my wife and go, what do you think? Yeah. And, uh, my wife's like, who the fuck is she? She's fucking hilarious. And I said, I know, right? And then and then I think I sent it to I have only women that work here. So I sent it right. here. And then all of a sudden I saw you on my schedule. I go, fuck yeah. And yeah. then I meet, I see you and you go, We've met two times. Yeah. And I went, that's impossible. Yeah, no. But you were, to be fair, in the bag both times. And, and I as somebody who knows the bag well, <laughs> I, I saw your eyes and I was like, he's not home right now. Yeah. So you yeah. know you know Shane Gillis. Yeah, very well. <laughs> I love Shane. He's, he's a fucking best. maniac. He's probably my favorite comic, period. He's, well, he's in. I will say this. I will say this uh, with sheer confidence. A couple months, he's about to be everyone's favorite comic. Oh, yeah. When the Netflix special drops. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I've been watching that hour for a while. I have, too. And I, I worked with him. I featured for him, I think, maybe the third weekend he was working the new hour. And then I worked with him a few other times. And just the way that it grew and morphed and transformed, I'm like, this is a genius. This guy is a fucking genius. He makes me feel like I'm not even a comic. It's so good that I said to him, what the, after the second time I saw him working it, I said, um, hey, man, that's great and all, but like, are you going to write new material? And he went, this is my new hour. I went, oh, this is your new hour? Yeah. Like, oh, I thought this was the shit. <sighs> Fuck. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's how new hours are supposed to look. They're supposed to look like where people are like, uh, this is undeniably hilarious. It's so good. It's so good. And my dad, so my dad's obviously not a fan of my comedy. Every time, every time I talk to my dad on the phone and I'm about to go on stage, he's like, hey, why don't you try being a little more like Shane Gillis? <laughs> or Joe, Joe List is the other one. He's like, I'm like, why don't you say that you wanted a son without saying you wanted a son? <laughs> that would be uh, my daughters. My daughters love Shane Gillis. Yeah, he's great. They, they love Shane Gillis, Big J. Uh, but the best is my favorite. I, I've told this a million times and keep it in the podcast. I love this story. So my oldest daughter... And her best friend Daisy worked for us on Fully Loaded. Mm -hmm. They they PA. So the first year we do How it. How old are they? Uh, last year they were eighteen. Oh okay. They're eighteen. Oh, you have adult children. I have adult children. Okay. I have two adult children. I thought almost. maybe we were doing child labor. Here. No, no, like, no 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 no. The got younger a four year old PA. The, the younger one's sixteen. Oh, okay. She worked for us too. Okay. But so Daisy and Georgia work for us for Fully Loaded. We go out there and they're they've never seen comedy. Mm -hmm. They've never seen comedy. Shane, I'm not going to do Shane's bit, but it's the one about it's one of the ones that's on his new special. Yeah, about him being a history fan and where, uh, where he the George Washington bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. And uh, George and her friend Daisy go, oh, like this. I go, what? And they go, what? You can't say that. And I went, yeah. no, yeah, you can. Yeah, you and they can go, wait, it. hold on. Are we allowed to laugh? And I yeah. go, you can definitely fucking laugh. And I go, as a matter of fact, tell Shane you like that bit. And they're like, yeah. what? And I go, tell Shane you liked it. That's how comedy works. So Shane ends up become, becoming fr night friends with my daughter and a friend, like just enough mm -hmm. where they like, we think you're funny. And he's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. cool. So the last night of the tour, Shane goes up to George and Daisy. He goes, hey, you guys sneaking beers? And they go, no. And he goes, bullshit. You sneaking beers? And they go, no. And he goes, I'm not your fucking dad. I'm not going to tell on you. Are you guys sneaking beers? And George goes, yeah, we're sneaking beers. <laughs> 
Shane sits down next to me immediately goes, Georgia sneaking beers. <laughs> such a snitch. It's, it's such a snitch, but he's fucking, yeah. he's the best, man. He is the... He's the best. I, I'm. Yeah. I'm so excited to, for this hour to come out, and uh, that's got to be coming out soon because he just filmed. He filmed it in June, right? Yeah, the good ones they put out immediately. The, the you like you can see a turnaround. So I don't mean that. I don't look. I don't. I didn't say that. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Right. But usually when you have a hot special, yeah, you, it's when, come when out. you're there and yeah. they're filming, they're like, "Hey, how would uh, dot 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 do for you?" Yeah, and you're like, well, "That's like in a two months." Right. And they're like, "I know." Yeah. Can we get that out? That and you're like, yeah. "Fuck yeah!" Perfect. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, so, so, like farm, like, like, are horses. you comfortable around shit? Can you ride a horse? Yes, I can ride horses. I like, like ride a horse. Yeah, like ride a horse. Like ride a horse. That's yeah. so impressive. Yeah. Can I tell you, please, 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 for a promo video for your next tour, all I need is a. Vi- I want. Th- I want to do this. I want to do this so bad. Uh, come out of the woods on a horse in a gallop in like a canter. Yeah. And then cut the corner into a sprint. Get a truck to drive along with you. Showed it, shoot it in slow mo. And and who and, has this budget, Bert? I do, I do, okay. I do, I do, <laughs> I do. Perfect. I'll fucking shoot it. I I want to do it so bad. Yeah. I saw this. Can you ride a horse? Yeah, I can. Should we do it together? We should do it together. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call it the ride along tour. Yeah. I would. I want to shoot that video so bad yeah riding a horse is the coolest thing i ever learned how to do yeah it's great especially i've tried to explain to people i did a bit in austin last two weeks ago last week two weeks ago about yeah two weeks ago and that it, it'll never work anywhere else but it works in austin because so many people have horses and i said there's a symbiotic relationship with a horse that it it's almost like a bad date but great sex mm. so like a, a canter or a gallop is a tad bit uncomfortable. Right. A tad bit like You're like I might die. Yeah, like like oh you don't drink. I guess we're having coffee at dinner. Right. Okay, that's cool. No, nice, nice. Oh yeah, no, that's cool. You're Christian. Oh, that's odd. Oh, yeah. You go to church too. Oh, yeah. oh I, no, I don't read. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you read. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen Oppenheimer. I saw Barbie. Okay. And yeah. Then all of a sudden, when that horse takes off, and you can see there's a moment where you don't, it doesn't feel like anything, and you and the horse's neck yes. are moving at yes. the same time. Mm-hmm. You all of a sudden. It's like you're both feeding off this same energy, mm-hmm. and it and it only can be cr- translated to great sex, mm-hmm. like the best sex you've ever had, where you're like, yeah, holy shit, like, and kind of also like being on a roller coaster. There's that like adrenaline of like, yeah. I could die. This could be my last ride, but oh, like, yeah. I have to trust this horse. It's and you do have to trust the horse because mm-hmm. I got out of I did it. I've I've been at a full sprint a couple times, but one time I was. You could tell that, like, I was a, I was not yeah. in charge. Yeah. And well, you're never in charge. That's the thing. So, actually, in Wisconsin, people ride their horses to the bar because you can't get a DUI because you're not ever operating the horse. The horse is always in charge. I fucking love so, Wisconsin. Yeah. They go and they tie their horses up. There's, like, racks outside of every bar. You can tie your horse up, get blackout drunk, and ride home, and you'll never get a DUI. Do you have any idea how many times I take the wrong horse home? <laughs> There's no way I'd remember what my horse looked like. I'd be like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so is was your dad like a farmer? No, my mom was into horses and then my dad just got roped into the whole thing. Really? Yeah. What'd your dad do? Like uh, insurance? I know. Uh, he's an electrician. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. 
Yeah, he's one of the last last of the Mohicans. Like, I feel like tradesmen are really falling by the wayside. Wow. You're speaking to my wife right now. Yeah. My wife has a real bone to pick with the way the whole college program set up and how uh, vocational colleges are looked down upon. Right. And because. But I'm like, yeah, we're not going to be able to build houses with TikTokers. <laughs> <laughs> like, we need people who have skills and know how to lay a foundation, not just somebody doing a two-step. So wait, so your mom was into horses? My mom was into horses. I find that fascinating. Do you? Do you find, because I wanted a horse so bad when I was a kid. I hated horses because I hated my mom. We like really didn't get along. Really? (laughs) Yeah. She was borderline personality disorder. So Uh, she was like- BPD? BPDB. BPD bitch. Uh, Uh, Yeah, she was very tricky. So she would like, make she'd be like, you're so lucky to have a horse. Go ride the horse. And I was like, I don't want these horses. I didn't ask for these horses. I don't want to shovel shit. I don't want to bale hay. Like in the summer when it's like 98 degrees, 100% humidity, we're baling hay. There's hay going into my eyes. I was like, I hate these fucking horses. And then she got, my sister got a Tennessee Walker, which is a really nice horse. And then she got me a Shetland pony, which is a half horse full piece of shit and then I still had to take care of it and then in college she was like calling me she's like Joey his name was Joey Joey's sick I was like let me know when Joey's dead like I don't give a fuck about Joey turn him into glue so but you were a reader yeah like like I like Harry Potter was like my jam back in the day yeah well Peter Giuliano just lit up downstairs (laughs) my assistant who you met down there Peter is like he's into he loves reading yeah and he doesn't live in a community that is reading uh, acceptable. <laughs> what does that mean? He lives on the tour bus with me. Oh, okay. And okay. So yeah, you can't he read. has to read in private. <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> it's like he's gay. He yeah. goes, he's like, look at me. Like, no one knows I'm reading the Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> he's on top of the bus while the bus is driving. Yeah. <laughs> he's, we walked him into a bookstore in like, I think we were in like Manchester or something. And we we're like, we should all get a book. We're in Europe. Let's read a book. And he was like, it's a good call. We're in Europe. Let's read a book. We thought we'd be smart. I got fucking Prince Harry's book. Oh, what a, why would you do that? What a fucking snooze fest that was. Just, you know, it's all on Oprah. Look at him. He's so lame. I feel bad for him. I think he got hoodwinked. I think she, I think she, she, uh, she pussy swapped him. She like, she's got to be good in bed, right? She's an actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All actresses are good in bed. Yeah. They're all. Active. crazy as fuck. yeah they're all nuts i wish i could tell you about the weirdest blowjob i ever got but it doesn't feel right tell me uh it's obviously like from an a actor. conversation you have yes yes yeah it was it's a conversation you have with a dude yeah i'm a dude yeah okay yeah it's a performative so i moved to, I moved to hollywood yeah. i get a tv show and i get a development deal immediately immediately at different networks okay so i get a development deal at cbs i get a tv show at fox or FX at the time, but it was at the studio was Fox. So I meet this girl, we go back to her place and we go, we're hanging out and kind of weird. She put a robe on, like mm. we went in and then she put a robe on with nothing under it, like mm-hmm. a robe. And I was, I'm still fully dressed. Right. And I was like, no, oh, okay. I guess I didn't bring leisure gear. <laughs> I didn't bring my robe. <laughs> it was really bizarre. Yeah. And so we get into bed and she, we start fooling around and then she starts doing the kiss yeah, down yeah. the chest yeah. where your brain starts going, you just start hearing the the Chicago Bulls entry music. Dun, 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 dun. Ladies and gentlemen. Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> and she grabs my dick. And instead of giving me a blowjob, she looks up at me and goes, how can you have a development deal at two different studios? <laughs> and I went, huh? She goes, no, I'm just saying like, 
do Fox and CBS know about it? Like, do they know about it? Or do you, did they not know about it? And I went, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really sure. And she goes, is your, is your deal at CBS larger than your deal at Fox? And I'm like. Is your dick still hard? By the way? Oh, rock hard. Rock hard. <laughs> this is back. This is early Burt when yeah. it was like, with like a five second. Like, I was never have. This is the reason I've never. I'm, there's a lot of reasons I don't have sex with a lot of chicks. Number one, I wasn't good at it. Yeah. Number two, Shocking. I'm terrified of diseases. Yeah. I'm terrified. You should. So, be. so yeah, I'm just, I've always been like, I've always been like. Maybe just, germophobia or something? No. 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 I, my, my wife would tell the story. I didn't date. I, she asked, she, I met her bowling and she, I met her a couple other times before. And, but then we really met each other bowling. She goes, yo, ask me out. And I was like, yeah. She's like, I'll give you my number. And I was like, yeah, sure. And immediately I was like, she's a whore. I was like, she just wants to fuck me and just have her way with my body. That will not happen. <laughs> just have her way with the and arrogance. I was, first of all, hold on. Pull way. up hot Bert. Pull up skinny Bert. I was a fucking smoke oh, show, okay? Where I was a fucking it? smoke Let show. Let me see. Pull, pull it up. up. Skinny Bert Kreischer. Skinny Bert. And so, so I was like, I didn't. Skinny Bert, rock hard dick. You're going to end up seeing a skinny Bobby Kelly in this too. Yeah. Uh, oh, Skinny Bobby Kelly. He's getting back to Skinny Bobby me. Kelly. Wait, where are we? Uh, the me, the one that you don't recognize. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. So, okay. so my wife, I was like, I was like, I'm not gonna call her. Right. I believed every woman. I believed every woman. Uh, I believed. I, I. We just talked about this. To I don't know who the other day, but I had this theory that because of Sex in the City, all women just wanted sex. They didn't want relationships, mm. and I was a serial monogamist mm. i only wanted someone who could get my sense of humor my personality that I could be myself around and so immediately when she said you asked to go out on a date i was like no not, not with that girl and i fucking didn't call her and then she called my roommate she's like why hasn't he called me and he's like he's right here ask him and then she was like you know oh i'm a cute girl like what, what are you doing and i was like i don't know she's like if you ask me out i'll go and i was like oh fuck I was like, do you want to go out on a date? And she's like, yeah. And then we went on a date. And I was like, oh, this, she's not a whore. Yeah. And I was like, she's just like a regular person who wants to meet people. Yeah. Like th you can also be like. At least cool. she was nice about it. I feel like when guys reject me, I'm like, what are you gay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a number of those what girls are you too. Gay? <laughs> there's a couple girls yeah. that are, I guarantee there's a chat threat like yeah. that says Bert sucks cock. Yeah. I'm certain of that. I yeah. could name them all five right now. Uh, so wait, so then when, where did you go to school? I went to Marquette. Really? Marquette. Chris Farley went to Marquette, right? Yes, he did. We were in the same dorm rooms, not together, obviously, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> you look great. <laughs> <laughs> I've been drinking baby blood. Um, no, we were in McCormick, same exact dorm room. When I went there, I transferred halfway through my freshman year, and they're like, This is Chris Farley's old, old dorm. Really? Yeah. Were you I, a Farley fan? Uh, I was a big fan of like Tommy Boy and like the movies, but I never really watched SNL back in the day. Yeah. When did you start getting into comedy? So I started technically in 2012 and then I did it for two years and then I quit for two years and then I came back and then the pandemic hit. So I've only really been doing it for like five and a half years Yeah, and like two years full time. Did, when, when did you start digging comedy? Were you, oh, that did you way. dig comedy as a kid? So actually this is like embarrassing to admit, but Dane Cook. <laughs> it's not embarrassing to admit at all. We just, we just talked about this last night, me and Soder. People forget he introduced... A whole generation of comedy. Yeah. He introduced, he made comedy accessible. I'll never yeah. shit on Dane. Yeah. I got my shit on a couple of his posts, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, but like, no, I'll never shit on Dane because I was out in LA when he was doing it and he, he, 
there's so much great I could say about him that yeah. about he created a he created a genre of comedy, a style of comedy that everyone stole from. Yeah. And everyone. well, he stole from people too, but I mean that aside, um, I think yeah, I was really into Dane, and then I remember David Tell did his Insomniac tour with uh, Greg Giraldo, but I only watched it because Dane was on it. But I found Greg Giraldo, and then I was like, oh, holy shit, that's your is, brain. Yeah, I was like, this is another level. Like, this is the kind of comedy I want to do. And then, you know, once I saw like Jesselnick and Schumer and those people, I was just like, fuck yeah, let's go. Like, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. See, that's what's great about Dane. Yeah. It's what's great about podcasting. Yeah. Is that there there are people I'm certain that don't like uh Joe's stand up, but have met have found comics through Joe. Right. And there's people that don't like my stand up that have found comics through me. Mm-hmm. Like I have my, Matt Rife on the podcast and our numbers were okay. And then he exploded and everyone fucking watched it. And oh, part God. of me goes, I wonder if any of those new children fan of those are going to come my way yeah maybe when i die they'll be like yeah yeah matt's interesting because he's got women of all ages in a headlock i was in the spokane airport and there was a she had to be 70 ish years old with her husband clearly hating her husband just scrolling through matt rife's tiktok and i took a video and i sent it to matt i was like you have these bitches in a chokehold i have never it's like the boy band phenomena you know what i mean like where all these girls are like we want to fuck him and also he's incredibly talented and very you know he's funny and he's He's a sweet guy he's been doing busting his ass comedy for a long time oh yeah since he was 14 yeah yeah and and he look all you have to say to me is he toured with ralphie yeah, you don't you don't tour with Ralphie and not have a passion for comedy mm-hmm. or or food, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. So, did you start up in Wisconsin or no? Did I started you... here. Really? Yeah, I took a class and then I was just like, here's the thing: I was an active alcoholic and I was drinking and I was treating it like a a party. You know like, what I mean? Like when you say, like I always, I'm always curious of because like uh, we had an incident with a fr- with a friend recently and and. Uh, and I went, whoa. And, and, and I had an incident with a business partner where I saw what alcoholism really was. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, it's, it really is. I, I, I Randomly, I talked to Dr. Drew about it today. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, no, it's when they're out of control. Like when they're yeah. out of control, there's no bringing that back in. Yeah, it was just my only priority was getting fucked up. So I found comedy. And the the first time I did comedy, I was like, oh, this is what I was born to do. But it didn't matter because I then just used comedy and comedy shows as a way to get fucked up. And I remember there was these shows back in L.A. when I first started called Super Secret Comedy Shows. Mm -hmm. And I was performing with like Theo and Damon Wayans and like all these people. And I was brand new. And I thought it was like Neil Brennan, all these people. I'm like, oh, I'm so whatever. I thought I had arrived. And I remember a friend came with me and I was shit faced in the green room. And she's like, why are you drunk at work? And I was like, what? She's like, this is a job. You're treating it like a party. And I remember just being like, oh yeah, I need to like kind of take a step back and get my shit together. Cause it just, like, it wasn't cute. I was just like sloppy and like, you know, when you're a comic, you want to be left alone in the green room. And I was like, just like, hey, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was not a vibe. Well, luckily you're pretty enough where I think people would let a lot of that pass. Right. But that's not, especially with the group you just named. Yeah. That's not, that's, that's not what you want to be. Hear a word for any of those guys. Yeah. You know, she's been drinking. <laughs> yeah. Let her get her out of here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I I was told the very first night, I've said this a million times. I'll say it one more time and do not edit this out. We edit a lot of my podcasts. People think I tell the same story a lot. You'd be shocked how many we edit out. <laughs> 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 I only have like 20 good stories. 
Did I tell you about when I was in Russia? So, <laughs> so, uh, but when I, my first night on stage, ever, 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 uh, I grabbed a Miller Lite and the dude with me, um, who, uh, I, I, I always fuck up his name. Um, he's a, he, he was a stand up comic for a long time. He now has a podcast called, I think he changed it. Um, but, uh, he, he's working comic. He was a work, like now, like we're, we're peers now, but we were both in Tallahassee. And he said, hey, man, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Mm -hmm. And I said, why? And he goes, because if you do that now, then you'll always have to do that to get on stage. He goes, you should take, treat this like a job and just do it sober. Mm. And I was like, okay. And I was, I mean, I don't know how, I don't know what my drinking was like in college, where it is compared to today. I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming I'm worse today than I was in college. I don't know, though. I think yeah. I might have, I think I may, I, there's times I've been better and worse. I think I might just be adjacent, but I didn't drink on stage. I didn't drink until I got off stage. And because of that, I had that, I had the superpower where I was like, I don't need to be fucked up to do stand up. Right, right. And I watched so many of my friends have to get fucked up to do stand up. So many didn't even know what to do with their hands. They do the Letterman and they would go reaching for the stool to grab a beer and you'd, be, yeah. you'd see it and you'd be like, fuck. Yeah. But, but that's good. So did you? adjust that yeah so i got fucked up a few shows and then i stopped and then i took two years off of comedy and in those two years i got sober and then i came back how hard was getting sober brutal brutally hard really? i mean i was such a i drank when i started drinking at 16 i would drink like an entire bottle of like rum tequila whatever it was i would drink the whole bottle yeah um and then it was just something that was part of my life from the time I was 16 until I quit at 28 and um, it coincided. So my mom committed suicide and that is like, that was what made me get sober. Cause I was like, I can't process this if I'm just getting fucked up. She killed herself in 2010. -ish. 2017. So it was three yeah. days before my wedding. <laughs> she, oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's like, I have a joke about it. I'm like, that's one way to RSVP. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. She wasn't invited. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I was like, I need to get sober. So it was like two things at once. One, but I do think because my mom and I, we had such a fucked up relationship and I, we were estranged for six years and hadn't talked. So while her death was very hard, losing booze was way harder because I'm like, that was at least reliable and we had some good times. You know, my mom was a cunt. Like, I think. Oh, I, I, I want Leanne to come up here right now yeah. and go, hey, can I tell you my mom's stories? Yeah. It's kind of heartbreaking when I hear a story like yours because I go, well, I wish it had been better. But, but the, it made me who I am. You know what I mean? Because yeah. she taught me how not to treat people. Like, if I'm ever a parent, I know how not to parent. You know, like, when I moved to California, she sent me um, my birth certificate. And she crossed off her name. And she said, not your mom. And I was like, the level of petty to deface a government document. <laughs> Do you know how mad you have to be? And then when she died and we went to go sell her house, um, we had like little footprints. My sister and I put little footprints in the concrete and she had mine covered up. I'm like, do you know how mad you have to be to do masonry? This is the worst question I'm ever. <laughs> <laughs> if I can go to Home Depot and be stirring concrete. This is, this is the worst question I've ever asked anybody, but what did you do to her? <laughs> I was an alcoholic and I would just tell her to fuck off. She just wasn't a nice mom and, you know, yeah. I didn't, yeah, I didn't fuck with her. So I just stopped talking to her. Matt Rife's dad killed himself. I know, but I, he was like not, he was very young. Yeah, like, he was I like think, 22. 
Wait, 20... the, the dad was 22, but Matt was like very young. Like yeah, I'm saying Matt like- Matt was a child. Like two or yeah, three, yeah. yeah. How did yeah. your mom kill herself? Gun. Ooh, mouth or head? Head. Gang shit. She fucking- Fucking Gang shit, you know? I mean, it's like- You don't want to do mouth. I've learned through a number of people- uh, don't want to do mouth because yeah. I guess when you go to pull the trigger, there's some part of you that just wants to move your hand a little bit. Right. No, no one ever does it. Like the this is a horrible co- conversation <laughs> topic. But I was with a dude the other night who was explaining to me how suicide is a pretty rational option. Yeah, it's a great choice. Yeah, and he was like, and it was it was the funniest conversation I've ever been in because mm-hmm. I've never heard the other side of it. Right. And he was like, and he was telling me about it, and then all of a sudden his wife's like stop talking about fucking suicide again yeah, yeah. but his dad botched a suicide his brother botched a suicide oh, yeah. and um max rubs pierre maximilian botched a suicide mm-hmm. he's the guy that created cancel culture oh, nice. rubs uh imposed really like the the reign of terror in paris yeah. but yeah. it was cancel culture he killed right. like seventy thousand people nice. but he tried to kill himself and apparently everyone shoots their jaw off yeah yeah my mom um she was pretty slick she like put down a fucking plastic bag got in a sleeping bag this is very you can cut this if you want to no 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 no, this is the most engaging thing i've ever heard in my fucking life she got in a sleeping bag she took a practice shot at the wall and then she killed herself not married your dad anymore no they had divorced when i was very young so she basically told everyone she was going out of town and then um yeah she told everyone she was leaving town and then her on and off boyfriend was going to check like water the flowers and whatever and um at her house and he didn't catch it he i think she did it right away and he didn't catch it until like two weeks later so by the time she was found she was like full decomp oh god yeah and did you so this i'm so bad at interviewing people these are the weird questions That's i okay. wonder who who told you uh, so I think was, it was Tom. I think it was her ex-boyfriend called me. So it was like I was getting. I, oh, no, I actually got a call from her sister and I was about to go get married. So I thought people I'm like, it's a little early for a call because it was like three days before. It was a little early for a call about the wedding. And I got the call and I remember um, she was like, are you driving? And I was like, yeah. <clears throat> and she's like, you need to pull over. And I was like, is it mom or grandma? Because my grandma was terminally ill with cancer. And she's like, it's your mom. And I'm like, how'd she do it? Because I just knew. I knew. I mean, like, it was like the writing was on the wall for a long time. She was like schizoid at the end and like posting pictures of her like shooting at Target saying she was going to kill people. She was like threatening to kill my dad. And this is like how small town are like how the small town we came came from because my step my ex stepmom called the police when because my mom was like literally texted my dad. I'm going to kill you. And my stepmom called the cops and the cops came over and they're like, what are you afraid of a woman? <laughs> and my dad's like, I'm not scared. My dad's like, I'm fucking packing. He's like, she can come drive me. And then like three weeks later, she was dead. <laughs> so, Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. And you were. And, and I was like, but that's when we should have taken the gun away from her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you're threatening to kill someone, the next person is you. So, oh, man. Yeah. And did your sister have a hard time with it? Very. My sister and my mom were very close. I was not close with my mom. So it was much easier for me. My sister's still pretty pissed at her. Oh, oh yeah. I guess you're mad. At, oh yeah. I don't know. I've had a lot of friends kill themselves. So many that at one point we had a, we had a suicide in our fraternity. Uh, at, at when I was like one year, mm-hmm. and then the ne- I mean it's pretty crazy when you think about it because like he this guy killed himself, and then everyone was like, when after you do like a big group with a counselor comes in. And the counselor was like, you know, everyone grieves in their own way. And then someone was like, it was probably just gay. 
<laughs> and, and everyone's like, yeah, he's definitely gay. Yeah. And the council's like, hang on, we don't want to blame anyone. Yeah. And then another guy killed himself. Like Also gay. That, yeah. And so we were like, and so the same counselor comes in. She's like, let's not jump to conclusions about why he did it. We're like, I th- we think he was probably dating the other guy. Yeah. And so he killed himself. He probably killed himself. And then the third person killed himself. I think in his message, he's like, I'm not gay. <laughs> Not just gay. so everyone knows I'm not, not gay. gay. I just hate it here. But at, after the fourth suicide, uh, the counselor was like, all right, what are you guys doing? Right. She's like, maybe it's you. Like, yeah. We had so many people kill themselves that we, was like, we were like, oh, maybe it's us. I've had so many friends kill themselves. Yeah. Suicide's so fucked up. It's it's uh, Kind of. But it's like, have you ever seen that Norm MacDonald bit where he talks about suicide? He's like, every time someone commits suicide, people are like, I can't believe they did that. And it's like, really? You can't believe it. You know? Like, yeah. Life is tough. Life is really tough. Mm-hmm. My buddy, one of my best friends killed himself, and I I think it was an accident. I think he was, I didn't think he, I, like, he was crazy. Like, he was, he, I, I, it was. Overdose? No, 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 no. Uh, in a closet with a, with a, a towel. That's not an accident. Yeah, no, it's not you an gotta, accident. Yeah, you don't stumble into a closet. <laughs> oh, what the towel. fuck is this? In yeah. Apparently, it's a nice way to go because I, mean, yeah. no, I shouldn't say that, but <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, no, you, it pass is. you just yeah, you pass out. You pass out. You just pass out, and then you die. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't even know if I could do it if I was terminally ill. Like if I like, if they're like, yeah, the last month's gonna be hell. I don't know if I could do it even then. I could. Yeah. Yeah, like fistful of morphine, I'm out. Like how Doug Stanhope and ki- helped killed his kill his mom. Yeah, that wasn't. That's did you, insane. Do you ever hear the story? They they thought it was bingo. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh yeah. No, but Doug wrote about it in his book about it's, how he helped. It's great. Yeah. So his mom, I'm I'm telling Doug's story, but I don't care. Mm. It's a good story. He told it. Yeah. yeah. He's told it a number of times. Yeah. He's so good at telling stories. Yeah, he's great. He was telling a story to me one time. It was I've I've I had to be on stage. I had to be. And he goes, he was talking, he dated one of the girls from Head of the Class. Mm-hmm. Remember the TV show Head no. of the Class? It was really popular. He dated the hot chick. And he goes, and she cheated on me. I can't say the guy's name for legal purposes, but I can tell you what he does for a living. He's the Prince of Monaco. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so 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 they do it. <laughs> I, look, I I'm I'm I apologize, Doug. I'm I think, and tell me if you've heard this. Uh, hopefully you have, so I'm not sharing stories. Some people, times people, will tell me a secret, and then I'll do. I'll. You'll I'll, think I'll, you heard it somewhere else. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So his, his mom decides she wants to pass, so she takes a bunch of Xanax, mm-hmm. and they all take a bunch of Xanax. They all fucking get fucked up with his mom. And you can't overdose on Xanax. I thought it was Xanax. Very that she difficult. Took. No, it's um uh morphine. Was she? T- is that what she took? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think he took Xanax. Yeah, he probably took yeah. some Xanax to chill out. Yeah, yeah, to chill out, and so they watched fucking home shopping network i mm-hmm. think and ran up her credit cards oh yes yes i've heard this yeah <laughs> ran up her credit cards yeah and uh and the statute of limitations on that he had to wait to tell the story yeah he was like i, I gotta wait like eight months to tell yeah, the story yeah ran up like 20 grand on her credit yeah. card and then um and then the and then they wake up doug wakes up he's like fuck my mom's dead and he has this moment calls 911 you may want to come my mother's passed you may want to come pick her up 911 comes in with a stretcher and they start loading bingo on the stretcher. <laughs> <laughs> they go, yeah, man, that's that's tough. And bingo's so fucking out of it. She's on the stretcher. And Doug comes in, he goes, You got the wrong one. <laughs> it's her, the old lady. I've never heard that. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so 
But uh, oh, is that funny? But yes, yeah, suicide sucks for the people that stick around. Yeah, but if you're not there, yeah. I'm, but if I don't want to justify suicide because it's not because I've no, had too many. Fa- I told my daughters that, that is the one thing. I've said it so much because they were there when my friend killed himself and they watched me just mourn. I had to mourn mm-hmm. openly because we were supposed to do a bunch of shit and I was really upset. He was like my best friend. I'm sorry. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it stinks. I'm sorry, yeah. It's crazy. It's yeah, it's crazy. I you know, I went to his I flew home to his family and and uh it's just bizarre. The whole fucking experience is like it just happens so instantly, mm-hmm. which is kind of the way you want people to mourn for you a little bit. I, I'm not, I sound like I'm justifying suicide. I'm not. But like we were talking about death the other day. I don't want to go out in a long, drawn-out thing no. where, you, where you pass and then everyone's like, yeah, he's in a better place. Yeah. You want, I want it to happen instantly where people are like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. I want it to be newsworthy. I Yeah, no. I had an astrologist tell me that I was going to get murdered for my money. And I was like, I'm going to have money. <laughs> <laughs> That's very exciting. And then he's like, no, I mean, it could be like the hundred bucks in your purse right now. And I'm like, well, that's not as exciting. It's <laughs> not as thrilling as yeah, fucking yeah. my millions. Yeah. I was like, I want to get murdered. That's exciting. That's a good way to go. But then once I heard that, I was like fucked up for a week. I was like, I don't want to be murdered. That sucks. And then once I accepted it, I was like, every plane I get on, every car I'm in, every situation where it's like near death, I'm like, this isn't going to. This isn't it. This isn't it. I wish I knew every I was going to get dark murdered. Every dark alley. Like, I'm just like. Like, oh. you can't get me. I wish I knew how I was going to. That would be cool if you knew how you were going to die. Yeah. You can talk to my astrologist who's high on value. <laughs> He'll tell you. Leanne had a fortune teller. Psychic, uh, yeah. The psychic come yeah. over. and uh, Miss Cleo. She comes over and she it's George's birthday and they do this fucking psychic thing. And it's, I, I told about it in one of my specials. The part I didn't tell is first thing she says to George is, I, I swear to God, she goes, uh, you're a soldier in a great war. You were a general. You were a general uh, in a big war. You were responsible for the death of 257 men. And George was like, huh? She goes, those men's souls will haunt you until the day you die. So and this is your daughter? said it to my daughter. It's George's <laughs> birthday. I was like, happy birthday. <laughs> and then she looks at George's friend. Uh, I'm not lying at all. And goes, you have breast cancer. <gasps> There's a lump in your breast. Go to the bathroom. She goes into the bathroom. She comes back sobbing. She goes, I don't fucking love in my breast. Leanne's like, what the fuck? She goes, for $50, I can get rid of it. And Leanne's like, God, fucking get rid of it. Get rid of it. Yeah. She goes, hoogity boogity, hoogity boogity, <laughs> or whatever she did. And then she goes, go back and feel your breast. And the girl goes, it's not there. And Leanne's like, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> you fucking so, witch. So, so then, so get then, the so then Leanne, so we buy this new house, right? Not right. this house, but the, our other house. Yeah. And so Leanne goes, I'm going to have her come over and, and like, and check for spirits. And she comes over and she's, she's, she's checks for spirits. And she goes, there's a dead boy lives in the basement. His name is Max. He's, he likes your dogs. And Leanne's like, he likes our dogs. And she goes, yeah. And what's crazy is that Izzy, our brand new dog would do this weird thing where she would play with something that wasn't there in the thing. We're like, fuck. And she goes, I'll talk to Max for $150. I'll talk to Max. (laughs) I'll tell him not to bother the girl's bedroom or your bedroom. Stay in the basement. And he can play with the dogs. And we're like, great. And then she looks at me and goes, you have stomach cancer. And I was like, (laughs) motherfucker. She goes, for $150, I can get rid of it. I go, I just said to Leanne, I go, just do the fucking thing. Just do the fucking thing. So then when I had her come on, just bleep the the thing I was telling you about, I said, she's great. 
She's really interesting. No one make eye contact with her. (laughs) You will have cancer and it'll cost you 150 bucks to get rid of it. That's also so cheap to get (laughs) rid of cancer. She just walked through. Oh, she walked through and fucking was just like, let me talk to you. You have a, (laughs) but that fucking lady. Oh, man. So I'm not a big uh, psychic. Psychics, yeah. Yeah, Uh, no, they're nuts. So wait, do you want to be rich? Of course. Yeah. You see, like, I like, it seems like it seems like a weird thing to like these days. It seems like people don't want to reward people who want to be rich or want yeah. to be famous. Like I, even Shane, we'll take a look at Shane Gillis. Yeah, you'll never like. I think people champion him because he's this underdog. Mm-hmm. But the second he gets to like fucking Louis status, where he's like flying in private jets and gets a nice watch and no longer well, he wore a Versace shirt the other day he's on his way baby oh yeah oh yeah to the bites uh no I think I don't know I think there's a level of talent where it's just like I remember I heard Seinfeld say this once uh he was talking to a comic I can't remember who about do you want to be famous and they said it feels gross to say I want to be famous and Seinfeld just said very matter-of-factly he said being the best in this business comes with fame and money so if you want to be good at this that's what comes with it yeah. and I remember being like oh yeah that's very simple yeah. Oh, it's. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm. It's. It's interesting because I've. I have my best friends. Have Rogan has consistently said I don't want to be famous. Mm. And then I remember I was talking with Tom and Ari one time, and Ari's like, "Then quit your podcast, right? Just quit your podcast and go live in a hole." Yeah, you have enough like, money. Yeah, yeah you have enough point, money. Yeah. And just stop what you're doing. And he's like, "Yeah, but I love it." And he goes, right. "Well, then that's what comes with it. Right. Then that's the that's the rub. Yeah. Is if you want." If you want to do, st- I mean, it's it's such a fucked up procedure because if you want to do stand, if you like doing stand up, you do clubs, right? Mm-hmm. You can always do what Attell did. Attell did not want to be famous, mm-hmm. so he didn't. Right? He didn't. He chose not to. Mm-hmm. They wanted him to do theaters. He said no, and they were like, well, "Hold on, it's more money." He said, "I don't need the money. I, I'm all I got to take care of is me and my mom. I'm good." And he just did clubs, and he still does clubs. Mm-hmm. And whenever he goes out, and we put I put him on any fucking show, everyone's like. Who the fuck is that? And you're like, the it's the best comic that's ever lived. Yeah. But he did not chase fame. Right. So it's so disingenuous to hear comics pretend they want to be a tell, but just go out and do. Like, mm-hmm. I don't I have no problem. I don't understand people not liking fame. Right. It's fucking so enjoyable. Yeah. To walk into someone and someone go, dude, you've made me so happy so many times. Yeah. Thank you so much for what you do. Yeah. And you go. Hey, thank you. Well, that's what makes it all worth it. Because like the flip side of the coin is like this, like being on the road, road dogging it, being away from your family, being away from your friends, being your diet fucked up, everything fucked up. It's like when you see people that are like, you have helped me get through this last year. It's like, that's what makes it worth it. Because I'm like, I'm struggling. You know what I mean? And the fact that I could turn my struggle into something that helped you struggle less. That's beautiful. That's what it's for. It's exactly what it's for. What what I think is, and look, and I, I have a problem with oversharing because I, t- I tell everything about my life to everyone. Right, right. Um, but I do think that that fucked up brains help fucked up brains. Look, if you don't have a fucked up brain, then I, I you should you definitely shouldn't be following anything I do. Right. If you if you're I mean if you're if you're a person that's got your shit dialed in, you got your you're eating your macros. You you get up at four in the morning, you work out, you journal, you fucking sauna then polar plunge and then you go out for a 10 mile jog before you come home and eat a a carnivore diet like if you're that dude i i I may not i may not be for you but if you're a fucked up person who's like who's like 
Yeah, man, I deal with anxiety and a little OCD, and I party my dick off, and I'm in yeah. love with my wife, but I'm a fucking mess. Like, and you and you want to try to find your way. I'm looking for that path yeah. through the woods. Yeah, you know. Does that make yeah, sense? but it makes sense. But I do think also like the straight laced people like you appear, you appeal to them also because you're kind of like a peek into a different. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like a different world. They're like, man, how fun would it be I'm to behind, be that guy? I'm what's behind door three. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, yeah. you're like shut you the fuck are. Up. I feel like the comic that's having the most fun. Like I, I look at your life and I'm just like, he's fucking having a blast. I said to someone today. I said someone today. Who did I talk? Oh. I was, I was talking to my personal trainer. She said, how's your day going? And I said, fucking awesome. Yeah. And I, and she goes, really? I said, yeah, I just had a great conversation with my daughter driving her to school. And uh, and I and I had a great conversation with Dr. Drew. Mm -hmm. And then I called uh, another buddy, like on the ride home. And I said, I have a great podcast lined up today. I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this workout. I feel good. I've been, you know, I, it's amazing how good you feel when you don't party. Although mm -hmm. I smoked weed yesterday, but I don't think that counts. That's not party. And so, and and I was like, and I, like, I feel great. I said, I'm, I go honestly, I'm the happiest I've ever been. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you say that a lot. And I was like, yeah, but I think I am. Yeah. Like I, nothing. I'm, I'm both of my parents are still alive, which is like crazy to me. I, that's why I wonder who gives the phone call. Like that's the the thing I'm most nervous about is who's going to tell me my dad died. Don't think about it. Just stay in today. I think about it all the time. Don't think about I it. Think about it all the time. Because then you're just putting that energy out there. Just stay in today and stay grateful that he's alive today. Yeah. When my dad dies, I'm I'm out. Really? I fucking he's my best friend. Yeah. I can't. I can't even I can't think about that. Like literally when I'm doing acting scenes and I have to cry, that's what I think about. Because uh, that's it. But then I also feel bad even like thinking about it because I'm like, I don't even want to put that energy into the universe. You, yeah. You don't yeah. want to put energy out there. I believe in that. Yeah. But you do want to put good energy out there. Yes. So put what's what do you want out of this out of your career? What do you want? Like if I said, okay, ready? Let's say um I'm gonna do end of twenty twenty three, before twenty twenty five, and then and then and then up to twenty thirty. Okay, wow. So like, yeah, so yeah. I, I always do this. I always answer it first. I'm good at analogies, but then I'm good at analogies because I think that way for me. Yeah. So, but I'll just let you do it. So, yeah. end of 2023, what would you like to have happen? End of 2023, I want to start my podcast, and then I want to wait. How come? I'm gonna stop you right here. Okay. Why don't you have a podcast? Because I didn't think that I had a good idea for one until recently, and I finally got one, and I finally got a podcast co-host that I'm very excited about. Who? who? Brittany Furlan. She's fucking hilarious. Like uh, she's fucking awesome. Kind of like conversationally one of the funniest people I've ever met. She makes me like stop breathing every time we she's talk. She's so hilarious. fucking funny. So she's we want to Yeah, we want to do a podcast called Unhinged where people just write in like their craziest like most unhinged dating stories, wedding stories, family stories and then just kind of talk about That's a great go idea. Off of that. That's a great idea. So I want to do that. I want to finish my tour. I want to tape another special. I'm So what what I saw. So you have Hang on, you have two this is how you're about to hear how how le little I pay attention to life. That's okay. You have two different outfits that I saw. Yeah. So okay. one is a don't tell special. One's a comedy central. Those are both shorts. And then I did a 30 with 800 pound gorilla. Okay. So I think I want to do, I mean, I have an hour, but I think people's attention span is so short. And if I'm self-producing it, I think doing a 30 with some friends will be good. So I want to do that so. before the end of the year. So podcast, new special. And then, okay, to yeah. 2025. 2025. So that by then, hopefully, I want my movie to be 
getting made. Yeah, I, in uh, production. In production. Yeah, I uh, I wrote a movie um, called Sorry for the Mess, and it's about my mom's suicide, and it's about basically I'm the black sheep of this Catholic family, and I get put in charge of the um of the funeral, but suicide is a mortal sin in the Catholic faith. So I can't find a real priest. So I hire a fake priest. And then it's just like the family executing my mom's will and me trying to hide from everybody that this guy is a fraud. Yeah. And then like, you know, us kind of figuring out like what really happened. With have you written mom. it? Yeah, it's done. That's great. Have you, do you have, a, do you have a team you're working with? No. Okay. We can make that happen. Keep going. Yeah. So, um, hopefully 2025 that, um, and then 2030, 2030, like this is the big picture. Yeah. Because now you have the big house. Right. Now you have the big house. I don't know. Are you with someone? Are you still married? I'm divorced. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. Are I you... would love to have a partner again. I yeah. do miss. Like I feel like stand up is such a lonely thing when you're al when you're alone. You know what I mean? Like being on the road in those hotels by myself. You travel very differently. You travel with people. But I'm at that stage where I'm traveling alone, and I'm like nobody knows where I am or what I'm doing. I could be doing anything <laughs> like as an addict that's not good so i would like to have a, a it's partner so funny again. i only know you as dialed in and controlled yeah like i don't know you as the fucking yeah as unhinged yeah but i only know like i've only seen you very measured and and in your stand-up you've talked about being sober yeah and so i only know you as that please keep going i'm sorry yeah no you're fine um so by then obviously hopefully theater theater comic working um a successful podcast a couple movies tv shows whatever you yeah. know whatever here's the thing i i feel like i actually i think tom segura said this he was talking about he's like just let he it talks like, yeah barely not I when he's never with you I've never heard that <laughs> yeah um he was saying just let it surprise you you know what i mean like have plans and like be excited but like let it surprise you and i kind of was like oh yeah i like that because i feel like every time i go into a year i'm like these are my goals i want to get this done and then it doesn't happen and i'm like well i'm a fucking loser yeah. you know what i mean but other things are happening that are bigger picture better for my career so. I, every year on my birthday i sit down and i write out and the number of goals for however old i am i've been yeah. doing it since i was 26 and every year i accomplish them but okay, i well, but brag. i believe i believe no but well i'm very lucky but i yeah. also am very driven no yeah. one ever sees that side of me yeah. i don't show it i'm not proud of it I, I try to hide my ambition it's it's come out more recently like people have seen that like that i that i do uh i have i am ambitious and i and i do work very hard it's not the sexiest part of me the part of me that I think I, I want everyone to see is that I have a good time. I like to have fun. Yeah. Um, but with all the stuff you're doing, there's no way you're not a hustler. You know what I yeah. mean? With everything, you look at just everything you're up to, people aren't going to be like, oh, he's lazy. Right. Yeah. But I liked I liked when people thought I was lazy and stupid. Yeah. Because then once, that's easy. Well, once people see there's once people see there's a, a not a slickness to it, but like but that there's a plan in motion, mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, I don't know. I don't know. I just never found it i never found i never found ambitious comics the sexy comic to watch yeah personally i was always into the the messed up comic the broken mm -hmm. comic and i think i tried to hide my ambition with my bum now i feel like i'm in therapy my yeah. broken parts i tried to cover it with booze and yeah. weed and cigars and but don't you think that sort of broken comedy is sort of a thing of the past? Like, we just watched all of those bright lights crash and burn, yeah. where, like, you know, Kinnison Pryor, like, all these people just had the, yeah, the, it burned really bright, but then it kind of just faded. I feel like now it's more of a wave to take care of yourself and to, like, you know, realize there's a bigger picture. And I think so. But also, like, like no one's going to, you know, no one, no one in our generation is gonna be better than Geraldo. 
It's not going to happen. No one's going to be better than You know Patrice. what's crazy is he's just, I rewatched, I actually rewatched David Tell's Insomniac tour recently because I was trying to find a joke from there. And I was like, this guy is so fucking smart and yeah. he's so funny. And so few people like in the general public knew about him because he died so young. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, aside from his roasts. And he, oh, his roasts were genius. The best. Um, there's, I, I mean, I can speak candidly. <clears throat> Patrice would mm. be rolling his eyes at my career. He would be, but he would cares? be like, oh, no, but I was friends with Patrice. But yeah. the way I work, though, as hard as I work, Patrice wasn't that guy. He did not work very hard. And that's what, uh, kind of his brilliance is that he was just so always in that zone of comedy. And he, did, I, he didn't, I say this, like, this could be sacrilege. He didn't even do stand-up that much. Yeah. Like he didn't get on stage that often. Yeah. Like he, I, I would argue I, I was getting on stage more than him when we were both in New York. Because he wasn't like running uptown and then come. He'd just go to the cellar. And there was a big period of time he wasn't allowed on stage at the cellar. Yeah. So like, but like those guys, like the Geraldos, the Hedbergs, the mm -hmm. Patrices, the way that comedy's turned where you have to self-promote, you have to, you know what's interesting is Patrice never had a bad word to say about Dane. Right. Never once had a bad word to say about Dane. Yeah. And it's, I always thought with his cynicism, mm -hmm. something negative would come out. But man, he celebrated Dane. He was like, no, Dane's never made it unclear to anyone that he wants to be a movie star. Yeah. This is his path. Yeah. You got to respect what a man wants. Patrice is a tricky fucking dude. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there. I, I, I feel like, <clears throat> I feel like I, I definitely, I, I put things out there that I want and mm -hmm. I want, and I go for what I want. Yeah. Because I, I never felt like it was going to happen to me. Yeah. You know? And then when it started happening and you started getting evidence that it was going to happen, you're like, why not keep going? Yeah. Well, the first thing started happening and then I was like, well, I wanted a Netflix special. Mm -hmm. And then I got it. I, like, I got it. Like, I, I, I like hustled. And then were you like so excited when you got it? Oh, it's, it's probably, it's probably the best news I've ever gotten in my career. Yeah. I remember I can tell you where I was sitting. Yeah. I can tell you that they told me how much money it was and I said, I don't care. Mm -hmm. I don't even care. I have a Netflix special because they had offered me a half hour and I turned it down. And this is this was unheard of. You didn't. I mean, I talked to Ari and Joe, Ari, Joe and Tom, and all of them said, "Get on the platform. Get on the platform. That's the most important thing." Mm -hmm. But in my head, I was like, "The most important thing is the art form of the hour. The mm. hour for me was so important. I was like, I have crafted an hour. Like mm -hmm. I have an hour. This is a good hour, and a good hour is." A good hour is better than anything, mm -hmm. in my opinion. And so when I got it, I was sitting and right where Ari drugged me. And uh, <laughs> oddly enough, Sounds and it was right. the same sunset. Yeah. And I was through the fucking roof. And it, but I I got it through me working hard. And then I was as soon as that happened, maybe to my detriment, I was like, oh, now I want this. Mm -hmm. Now I want this. And then all of a sudden, you start to get to a point where you can say whatever you want, and then they they just get it for you. And then you're like, well, hold on, maybe I, can someone say no to me? Right. Because I don't know if all my ideas are good. <laughs> Right. I don't know if I want to do a pandemic tour. Right. Fuck. Okay. Right. But uh, yeah, I believe in, but it yeah. is fun to have it excite you. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's refreshing to hear because oftentimes I feel like when I talk to comics who have gotten everything that they ever wanted, they're like, I'm still sad. Oh, oh no. When you get it, when you get it and you haven't earned it, it's yeah. that's the sadness. Yeah. But like if you didn't have anything, like I, I didn't get successful until I was 44. Okay. So it's kind of nice yeah. to be like, 44 and think you're a loser yeah and you have two kids and then be like well fuck what Wait am i minute. gonna do yeah you know do you think you'll have kids
Gentlemen across the nation, I have an urgent message for you. This episode is brought to you by Manscaped, the brand that took your balls to space is now launching them into the ultrasphere, introducing the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, featuring a new cutting-edge design and next-generation dual skin-safe blade heads for different shaves. It's pretty much a spaceship to take your boys downstairs to the next level. I'm lucky to be one of the first ones to try the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, and I will say right now, Calling it a game changer is an understatement. This bad boy has dual LED spotlights to provide contrast on multiple skin tones. I'm telling you right now, if you're sh- if you're not shaving your balls, you're an animal, in my opinion. And by the way, if you're doing it with hair clippers, you are fucking rolling the dice on a lot of blood. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BERT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code BERT at manscaped.com. Your balls have been through enough. It's time to go ultra with Manscaped. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain's getting in its own way? I've read this read before, but that landed so hard. I would like to talk to you about my flying experiences. That is when my brain gets in its own way. I know what I should do. I know what's good for me, but I can't do it. And I drink. I drink on planes. I've been doing it for a very, 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 very long time. I am more aware that me drinking on planes is not It will kill me before a plane will, but I can't help it. I can't help it. I have made strides these last probably three months in my flying. I've had, I think, maybe 10 sober flights, and I I will attest a lot of it's to therapy. A lot of it's just getting your brain to be on your own team. Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back. So you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. Obviously, I overshare everywhere, and I'm oversharing now. But I will tell you that when I start getting lost now or when I start fighting with myself or when I start getting in my own head, I immediately, there's a chat thread with my therapist and my wife and Peter. I I text them, and I'm like, I, I need therapy. If you're thinking about starting therapy, which I will tell you, I just told one of my best friends that I grew up with, he should definitely start therapy. I will say that to everyone. I will say that to everyone. Isla said the other night, everyone should be in therapy. Everyone should. It should it should be it should be given to us by the state. I think it would be so much better for everyone. But if you are thinking about starting therapy, I applaud you and I will say immediately, give better help a try. It is entirely online, which is the best way to do therapy because it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule so you never feel like they're taking away from your day. That's how I feel. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash BERT today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com. Slash Bert. Do you think you'll have kids? Uh, so I just froze my eggs. I'm just like. Oh, I did too. I, yeah. On accident, I put them in the wrong side of the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm open to it, but it's like not anytime soon because like my career is coming first right now. It's really popping off. Do you feel it? 
it's funny people say that. And I'm like, when I go on the road and I tour and I'm still not selling out or like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's hard because I feel like the life I have right now is exactly what I wanted three years ago. But I feel like life is a little bit like thinking you want something, getting it and realizing you want something else on repeat till you die. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, people say I'm popping off, but I'm like, am I? I don't know. Uh, that's a, yeah that's a great analogy yeah because you do there are parts where you go i got it but this isn't what i thought it was going to be yeah or even like you know i just got jfl new faces and i'm like the only thing new about my face is all the botox <laughs> like i'm not i'm not at this Wait, point who are you with on, on new faces um audrey stewart leslie liao uh troy bond god there's this one guy what's his name Derek stroop i think is his name Derek stroop do you know him yeah holy shit i mean he knocked every new face out of the fucking water he went up before me and i he made the room so hot that i couldn't fail he was so fucking good you and Derek troop on a tour together would be fucking money we have the same manager he's just brilliant like he reminds me a little bit of like a southern like bill burr-esque like yeah. where he's just so he's fucking so, so fucking, funny his perspective is so original yeah it's so original yeah. and he is i saw so I was laying in bed one morning and someone, I don't know who, like someone in my team, uh, probably my agent, Nick, was like, yo, have you seen this? And it was a, it was an internal UTA tape mm -hmm. of Derek's. And, yeah. I, and I fucking sat in my thing. And I, I laid in my bed so and bad. I watched and I was crying laughing. And I hit him. I hit up Derek. I hit up Nick. I hit up UTA. I was like, dude, get him on my tour. Yeah. So we brought him out. And, oh, he went on tour with you. Yeah, he went on tour yeah. with me. We brought him out, and he, his, I want to say, his first show, he killed so hard that I was like, hey, can we move him up in the lineup? Yeah. He was destructive. Yeah. It was thunder. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I was at JFL and the weight in the wings, I'm hearing him just fucking murder. I'm like, he's either going to make it so hot I can't fail or he's going to bury my ass. And it was, he made it so hot I couldn't fail. Yeah, like, that's it was the best. Fucking... Getting behind one of those guys. Oh, yeah. I was like, woo, I'm going to ride you know that. Who mine was? Earthquake. Oh, I love, I love Earthquake. I was, I followed Earthquake when I was 26 years old yeah. at, at the Laugh Factory. Uh -huh. everyone was terrified to follow him and i was like oh no 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 yeah this is a dead room yeah the guy that's gonna murder you think you think you have a bad set after him? yeah no oh and my god i followed earthquake and i fucking end up getting a deal from it who let name how many people would you get rid of a body for for real get rid of a body like go hey i'm on your team let's get rid of this body probably like two really your sister no <laughs> no Ooh. Derek Stroop. Yeah, Derek Stroop. My best friend, Claudia. And my dad. And your dad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but my yeah. dad could get rid of his own body. He's got, you know, 19 acres and tractor and all sorts of tools. I would tell my dad, you had a good run. You're on your own. Yeah. I was like, I, I got a, I got like an arena tour coming up. Yeah. If someone needs to pay for my sisters. I'll, I got yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know Tom would get rid of a body for me. Yeah. He said something one time. Uh, someone left a negative comment on his instagram about me mm -hmm. we, we, we used to bust balls really hard mm -hmm. and sometimes fans wouldn't get it and they'd go in hard on tom or go in hard on me to each other and he would get he would be like like the fuck's wrong with these people yeah and one time in like in like very quietly he goes oh just let them come after my best buddy yeah and i went 
oh yeah I go, you get rid of a body for me wouldn't you he goes you have no idea yeah. because you think he I would garth brooks that would be great if garth brooks called him up and was like tom we need to get rid of a body yeah He'd be like, tom, <laughs> tom, like, i'm in i'm in i'm in i'm in i'm bringing I was the chainsaw right all along. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. can i ask you a personal question absolutely i've never understood two dudes and a girl okay and and you've done it right <laughs> no Wait, I thought, but I like that wait, assumption. I, no, but you said that you had a threesome. Oh, yeah, with, that. with yeah. Keith. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it wasn't. It's not like at the same time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was like we all were. Well, in I this... definitely don't understand that yeah. either. Yeah. But like, I don't. Black dudes always want to share chicks. Yes, that is wild. That's something that I never really like. I remember because I, I hooked up with a basketball team in college all the time, and guys would just like call their friends in, and like he'd be like, "Come on, come," and I'm like, "No, like you, no." If it's like, come get some of this. And it's like, why? why? Yeah. Isn't this enough? Yeah, I have no. a good friend. I'm going to say his name. You got to bleep it out. Uh -huh. And they were like, we were talking and they're like, you ever been on a train? And I was like, what? And they're like, two yeah. dudes and a girl. And I went, mm. no. And they're like, you might be gay. And I was like, wait, I don't no, think that makes you gay. No, two dudes is kind of gay. Like, I think it's gay. Yeah, like when, yeah, I always think it's weird when two guys have their dicks out at the same time. There's something a little, yeah. yeah. I understand I've, two girls and yeah, a guy. That I've done a lot. Really? I, yeah. Tell me about one of those. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> let's I'm, go viral real quick. Here's the thing: I'm not. I'm too competitive for threesomes. So I have. I've like back in my day, I would like initiate it. I'd be like, let's have a threesome. Then I get there, I'd be like, yeah, just fuck her. Like, fuck. I would like walk out. I'd be like, well, fuck me then. Like, just leave. <laughs> I was not a team player. Oh, but, I, 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 I'm too insecure to be in a threesome. Yeah, I would be like. You really have to be with a guy who knows what he's doing too, because most most guys just cave. Like oh. most guys can't even handle one. You know, it's like most guys are disappointing one woman at a time. Yeah. This is this is one guy disappointing two women at the same time. I would like to be in a threesome with my wife and have her explain to the other person just how it works. She's like, just you know, it's gonna be quick. So <laughs> get yourself get your stuff ready. It's gonna okay? be quick. It's gonna be really quick. It's gonna okay? be quick and he's gonna think you have germs. Uh, unless you do not touch his his tits because he'll come right away so <laughs> stay away from that and then uh, ask him about his development deals yeah. when you go down there <laughs> ask him how he's so if successful. you talk too much he's gonna come yeah. <laughs> uh, you really gotta stay away from his dick for a long time you'd be shocked you'd be shocked uh, yeah no the two guy threesome is not not for me uh, yeah Most threesomes aren't for me I'm too that's like back in my fucking early 20s you know what I mean really? I'm like I can't do that anymore yeah no I was talking to a baseball player recently and he was like let's have a threesome he's 26 he's like let's have a threesome I was like I can't I can't do Wait, that on like D DMs uh no I mean like in real life we're like oh. hooking up and he's like would you want to have a threesome and I was like listen I will snuff the life out of somebody if I'm not getting dick <laughs> <laughs> Like if you're giving old girl too much attention. Wait, did your DMs blow the fuck up when your when your clips started going viral? Did your DMs blow the fuck up with dude like famous dudes? No famous dudes. Nobody good. Really? Yeah, no. Nobody good. Like there's you know, so I've done like a few um interviews at Barstool with the KFC guys. I think I saw you on I think I saw you on one the other day. Yeah. And every time I do one of those, I'll have like married athletes slide in my DMs and I'm like, you know, I'm not 20 anymore. I'm not doing this. But it's like yeah. the first post is like the love of my life. And they're like, yo, girl, what up? And I'm like, get a grip. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm too old for that. But yeah, no, no good DMs. Like nobody's sliding. I have I have zero prospects right now. I'm not dating anyone. Really? Yeah. I was That's talking to that. Good though. Yeah, like I, I think especially if you're focusing on your career. Yeah, I, look as an outside uh, as an outsider on this, I would fucking 
I would drop everything that isn't you mm-hmm. and get on that you train and just fucking yeah. barrel forward. I yeah. think you have a moment right now that's happening, especially with JFL just have ha- have ha- haven't having happened and the thing where comedy's going. Yeah, but JFL was a little underwhelming because the industry's on strike, so it's like I couldn't even talk to anyone about anything. I'm yeah, like, but that's okay. Uh-huh. Wait, pull up her tour dates. Can you pull up her tour dates real quick? Is it Brittany Schmidt? Yeah, it's just BrittanySchmidt.com. Oh, what a great... It's me and my pimp fucking jacket. It's a great picture. Thank you. Helium is a great fucking club. Mm-hmm. Helium, Helium. You're in Indy Helium, St. Louis Helium, Philly Helium, Buffalo Helium. You got a Helium run. Mm-hmm. 18, 19, 25, 26? Yeah. That's fucking great. Chicago Zanies. I never did Zanies. I always wish I had. Um, Tempe. Riot. That's great, man. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be good. So do you who do you bring people with you when you when you go on the road? Yeah, I try to, but you know, it's kind of tricky because like they have to pay for themselves to come. And so it's just like comics who have money because there's not many of those. So. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever go out with Shane anymore? No. It's bullshit. I know. He's kind of changed. <laughs> yeah, he's changed. No, Shane's interesting. I think he he doesn't bring women on the road very often. And it used to be because of his girlfriend, but now he's single. So now it's just because he doesn't like women. <laughs> no. He, I, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You like that, Pierce? Because he, he, he doesn't think women are funny. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, that's fucking crazy. What, are you going to start the podcast in a podcast network with Brittany? Or just we are in like the infantile stages of it. We're going to pitch and get going. Yeah. I mean, it's going to take a lot because Brittany's married to Tommy Lee. You know I what know. I mean? So she's like got a pretty chill life. So it's going to take a lot. She to... started doing stand up, stand up. Yeah. I found her on Vine. Yeah. She got real famous on Vine and then she just took time off and now she's starting to do stand up. But in order to get her uh, out of the house, I'm going to have to get a pretty good deal together for us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, do, if you could put together the perfect female comedy tour, meaning one you would be like inspired to go to every weekend where you are on it, right? It's kings of comedy, but just female chicks, female females. Yeah. Who would you want to be on with? Oh, this is a tough question um, because there's there's women whose comedy I love, but then they, I don't get along with them. You know what oh, I mean? for real? Yeah. Oh. I kind of just do whatever the fuck I want and I'm... I hate to say this, but I'm pretty and they fucking hate it. You know what I mean? No, I, so yeah. I've gotten a lot of hate for that my whole my whole career, my whole yeah. life. So it's just like they just talk mad shit. Like I just started an OnlyFans to like fucking because these guys in my DMs are like, where's your OnlyFans? And I literally just took pictures off of my Instagram, took them all down, re-uploaded them to OnlyFans. And now I'm like charging people for it. And in two weeks, I made 30 grand. So I'm just like... And they're so, I'm like, the the town is a buzzing. Like, everyone's talking about it. They're like, she started an OnlyFans. I'm like, it was a matter of time. You know what I mean? I'm like, wow. you guys are going to talk shit anyway. Right. Edit edit <laughs> the first part out, but keep the OnlyFans part yeah. in. So wait, you fucking, you have an OnlyFans? Yeah. I think Peter subscribed to it. Who's Peter? My assistant. <laughs> well, it's nothing special. It's literally something I could show my grandma. She is dead, but I would show <laughs> Wait, how far would you go on OnlyFans for money? Let's Let's set the table, okay? Yeah. So... We know the base. We'll probably edit out numbers just to keep things discreet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so because I wanted to start an OnlyFans for yeah. a very long time. Yeah. And I but I want to go full nude. Yeah. But I don't know if I have the fan base that would support that. Like, I don't know. It would just be. Dudes. Are you talking about you? I'm talking about me. Okay. So like so like the real money you get made is. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. Full in, nude. People want to see puss and butthole. And uh, yeah. yeah. Is that on the table? No. Price point. No. Price point. No. No. Hold on. 
$10 million a year? No. $20 million a year? No. Hold on. I said 20. You still can do stand-up. I heard you. Okay. I don't need, while my dad is alive, I do not need my pussy on the internet. I fucking save that for these stupid guys. (laughs) I said that for free to guys that ignore me. (laughs) You know, I'm like, how am I going to get a text back from this 26-year-old baseball player if my pussy's everywhere? (laughs) My number was so low. For my full dick. Yeah, but you're a guy and, st- and you're also really successful. I think here's the thing. I was talking about doing an OnlyFans like a year ago. The KFC guys were like starting OnlyFans. And I talked to a bunch of people that I respected, comics. And they're like, if you want to get anywhere in this industry, don't have an OnlyFans. Because you're that's going to be something where like networks are looking at, you know, your movie. And they're like, yeah, but she's got her ass the on the internet. Changing. That's what they say. But I... uh Santino told me he's like the industry will edit this out or whatever but he told me he's like the industry acts like they're woke he's like but they're actually still deeply the same you know yeah. what I mean like in you don't that, have to edit that out there's nothing wrong with that yeah yeah so no, the industry the industry uh yeah the industry hasn't changed right but I'm like Marilyn Monroe used to be in movies and she showed her fucking tits in the 50s t- yeah that's what I'm saying so I'm just like and I Bush. Know. I think she had yeah. full Bush. I think there's room for me to show my ass and also make make a movie. Yeah. 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 OnlyFans is interesting. I tried to sign up for one the other day. Oh, wow. What am I saying? Why would I even say this? I, I don't know. There was a, it was an, it was a, how to give a sensual massage. Yeah. Shout out to Foxy Dreams. Yeah. I think it's her name. And I was, I was in the sauna and I was saying to myself, I told, fucking, I can't believe I'm sharing this. I just shared it with my wife the other day. Oh, motherfucker. Go I ahead. need to learn to fucking shut my goddamn mouth. <laughs> so I I so my wife and I are doing this thing where we're dating each other again and it's really great. Like yeah. Really, really great. Yeah. Sex has been insane, but I but it I realize I I realize I'm not drinking right now and I do this assessment. I write in my journal every morning. I realize I'm a, I do whatever whatever pleasure is, I do it the same way. I go after it hard. I don't enjoy it i just go after it Mm -hmm. and then if you go after pleasure too hard you just get it and it's over and then you go when do i get it again yeah it's It's, an empty feeling afterwards. yeah Yeah. and i was doing that a little bit with sex with my wife where i was like we're in this great place but i just go after it and it wasn't like that when it first when we first started dating each other again meaning like just romantically it was fun and playful and crazy and long and then all of a sudden I, i i'm in the sauna and i go i haven't given her like a full massage i want to I, I was like i want to learn how to give like a sensual massage mm. that like turns her on so i go to Pornhub, and that's this, where it's at well i, I, I go i think you know you know that you know when you t- you can type anything yeah like, yeah uh cream pie uh, yeah, pussy, yeah. this this yeah. type in tutorial nothing shows up yeah no, yeah, no tutorials, shit, no shit. <laughs> yeah. and so i'm like fucking no tutorial yeah and so then i get one and it's her name's i want to say her name's foxy dreams mm-hmm. That's her Instagram. Google Foxy Dreams official, I think. And then she says, she gives, she gives, she's a little pregnant in it. And she's like, great accent, not really sure where it's from, tatted up. And she's like, she starts to show how to give the massage. And then I'm like, great. And then right when she gets to the money part, she goes, you can find the rest of this on my OnlyFans. I was like, fuck. And I was like, well, that's Roxy Fox. I think that's her. That's her. I think that's her for real. 19.99 per month. And so I'm almost certain that's her. 
sex coach and teacher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so Roxy Fox. Yeah. And so I, so Dominatrix, I. Dominatrix, you're going to get Leanne in a fucking headlock. <laughs> 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 After watching Roxy Fox. I just Fox. choke her out. Yeah. There you go, there you go. <laughs> That's what I heard girls are into. <laughs> I had a guy fucking choking me in bed recently and I was, I couldn't breathe and I'm like, I love a good choke, but I couldn't fucking breathe. And then he spit in my mouth. I was like, I need to go to the, I can't, I'm like, I'm done. I need to go to the hospital. I can't breathe. Like the last thing you want, the last thing you want when you can't breathe is to have someone spit I can't. I used to have a joke about it. I didn't know people really did it. I, I didn't either. It was my first time. I was like, what? I used to have a joke about that. I used to have a joke. Uh, I, thought, I didn't know no one didn't think anyone really spit in someone's mouth. To be fair, he's a baseball player. That's what they do. You know? <laughs> Fucking what team? <laughs> the Angels? <laughs> I'm going to be watching for who spits on the field. It's all of them. Did he do it like a casual bass player? Like, or did he go like? <laughs> he did it three times. <laughs> I clearly couldn't breathe. Oh, oh fuck. my god! Oh. Uh, then I did. I haven't heard from him. I since. cannot wait to hear your podcast. <laughs> I can't wait for unhinged. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. Oh. I didn't know that was a thing either. But these, I young, had a joke about it. Kids. I had a joke about it, and I thought it was a joke. You know what girls really like when you spit in their mouths? <laughs> I go, no, seriously. I forget I forget the joke. I'm sure it's in a special. I thought it was a joke. I didn't think you'd really do it to someone. <laughs> I didn't think so either, especially when I, my face was turning blue. <laughs> it's like, I know what you need. You're dehydrated. <laughs> I hope he never finds me up, upside down in a pool. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> this will help him. Just <laughs> throws a fastball at me. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, so we know he's a pitcher. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh oh my god, this is how long it's been since I have talked to baseball players. I when I slid in his DMs, I was like, "Hi," and then he didn't respond. I was like, "Sorry, that was drier than you sliding into home." I didn't realize pitchers don't hit anymore. <laughs> It's been a long time. Like, pitchers just like, like, we have pitch runners for me. Yeah. I don't even bat. Yeah. I was like when I he's like yeah I don't hit and I'm like why didn't you tell me that when I slid into your DMs he's like you were trying (laughs) (laughs) I guess the rules have changed since I fucking used (laughs) since Little League yeah I mean what it was college so 2008 when I was looking up with the Brewers oh my god oh my god (sighs) I would love I would love oh that's fucking great I cannot wait for your podcast. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna finish this podcast. We're gonna go downstairs, and I'm gonna tell you what how to do this podcast. Okay, perfect. I'm gonna, I I'm gonna be like, this is what you need to do. Okay, perfect. Because the, this is with you and Brittany, and uh, yeah. Brittany's a fucking Brittany is a firecracker. Uh, she is the funniest fucker I've ever met. She used to do a podcast with Tommy. Yeah, I think. Well, no, she did her own podcast. She might have had him but on. Tommy as a would guest. just sit in it. Oh my god, do you want to hear a funny story about Tommy? So please. I um, went over to their house. Brittany's been sober forever. She's been sober for over oh, 10 right. years. Yeah. And she, I think, a long time. And she helped get Tommy sober. And we're at the pool. And she's like, do you do you want something to drink? Do you want one of these CBD drinks? And I'm like, sure, as long as it's just CBD. She's like, Tommy drinks them all day long. I'm like, great. So I take the drink. And then 30 minutes later, 
I'm zooted. I'm so high. And I'm like, I don't want to snitch on Tommy. I was like, but there's definitely weed in these drinks. And she's like, no. And she goes and she grabs a can. And she's like, in Tommy's hobby, he like just trims bonsai trees. That's what he does all day long. And she's like, Tommy. She's like, there's fucking weed in these. And he's like, babe, babe, babe. I used to shoot heroin. <laughs> I'm like, of course he's high. He's trimming bonsai trees all day. <laughs> Nobody's doing that sober. But they are the cutest couple. He plays Fortnite all night. Yeah. He's high? Yeah. Shut up. She's like, he has like seven of these a day. Yeah. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. But uh, it was great for me because it was a free lapse and I had a great day. A free lapse. Mm -hmm. Oh, fuck. Whitney, or not Whitney, uh, Nikki Glazer had a free lapse one time. Or I heard that she did. She went to... Uh, she went somewhere and had one of the uh, had had a kombucha, mm. and it was a hard kombucha. Oh, I yeah. think this is a story. She went somewhere and she had a kombucha. Someone's like, "You want a kombucha?" And she's like, "Yeah, sure." There's no booze in it, right? And they're like, "No, not at all." She had it, and all of a sudden, she's like, "Ah, uh, yeah, okay." Yeah, that happened to me when I went back to Wisconsin, of course, because I order I ordered a soda water at the bar, and she's like, "Double or single?" I was like, "No booze," and she's like, "Okay," and she handed it to me, and I took a drink, and I'm like, "There's vodka in here," and she's like. You just want a soda water? She's like, what are you doing? I was like, you can't even compute somebody not drinking uh, after you ask single or double. I said, no, no booze. booze. And no you booze. poured it. <laughs> I wonder, do you ever, do you ever, do you think you'll ever drink or smoke or do anything ever again? I don't want to say never because like I've relapsed before. I had three years and then I smoked weed and I did mushrooms and I did ayahuasca. So like, I yeah. And then, and then sweet. And then you did that and then just went back on the wagon. Yeah, so after I did ayahuasca... Wait, what got you to smoke weed? I talked to my sponsor about doing ayahuasca because there are some people in AA who do ayahuasca and it's not considered a relapse because it's like therapy. It's like 10 years of therapy in one night. It's not fun. Nobody's doing this for fun. Yeah. So I talked to my sponsor and I was like, if I do ayahuasca, do I relapse? And she like laughed in my face. She's like, yeah, I won't sponsor you. And I was like so mad. I was like, okay, well, then I'm just going to get high and like do mushrooms because I was like going to Tulum with my gay bestie. I was like, I'll do mushrooms on the beach. I'll have fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I did ayahuasca and it fucking rocked me. And then I was getting stoned like 24 seven for like a month after that. And I was just like, okay, I need to get sober again because I really? was just like, yeah, that was really so interesting. Uh, sobriety is, uh, fascinating to me because i'm not sure i want it but i really enjoy it yeah i really really truthfully enjoy being sober for whenever i do it and i go through this every year i do a, a month of it uh this one was caught me off guard because i just was partying so hard yeah. on during fully loaded that i was like i was like i need it now like i need it now yeah. and it may last till october it may last until my cruise um, when's your cruise october 27th and so we'll, we'll be doing sober october but i I mean, I, was, I told the guys, if we do Sober October, I'm still going to drink on my cruise. Right. But it's it's fascinating to me because I don't know if I need anything. Like, you know, like, did you feel like that? Like, do you, do you feel what? like you need ever needed it? No, I really enjoy. I think the nice thing about having substances for me was numbing out. So like when I'm uncomfortable, I don't want to feel that way. So I would get high or drink and then you kind of feel euphoric and you feel better. But once I got sober and I lived a few years sober, I'm like so much happier. I'm so much more productive. I am so much more myself. Like, I think I was a different person when I drank. Like, I was like this big, loud, kind of like obnoxious. I needed everybody's attention. I wasn't very nice. Like, I was really mean. 
And I thought it was funny, you know, and it was kind of funny, but it wasn't like, <laughs> you know, I said some pretty horrible shit to people. Like, I remember when I was in college, I was dating this basketball player and we got in a fight and I was like, maybe your dick's so small because you took three fourths of it and shoved it into your personality. And I saw him last summer and he's like, that comment lives rent free in my head. He's like, it ruined my life. And I was like, well. <laughs> I had a point, you know, <laughs> but I just like would say horrible shit. And I'm like, I, I don't like being that person. So now at least like when I show up to a situation, I can show up sober. I don't embarrass myself. I don't owe anyone a phone call being like, I'm sorry. You know, if I'm a cunt to someone, that's just who I am. <laughs> that's how I feel about you. So, yeah. yeah, I was at the store the other night, uh, not drinking or smoking, doing anything. I forget who I was talking to. I wish I could remember. And uh, they were like, what's up with you? I was like, I don't know what you're saying. And they're like, oh, it's Mark Norman. Oh, yeah, he was, Mark. Yeah, he was, like, Mark. Uh, he was like, you seem really relaxed. Yeah. You, what's going on? Yeah. And I was like, nothing. Uh, he's like, are you not drinking? And I yeah. said, no. And he goes, dude, I can, like, you seem grounded. Yeah. And I was like, really? Dan said that to me. He said, you know, well, Dan said I looked like I slept for a week. Yeah. Because when we were on tour, I have this thing where I pride myself on getting up and getting shit done even though i partied the night before like yeah. i pride myself on that i didn't realize how much of a tax that puts on you when you're on the road non-stop that's how i was when i drank too because i think it was like an elaborate performance art piece to prove to the world that i wasn't an alcoholic i was like if i wake up <laughs> if i wake up and get shit done nobody can tell me i have a problem even if i'm fully drained and i have nothing left to give at the end of the day wow <laughs> So that's going to live rent-free in my head for a long time. An elaborate performance piece? That might be my life. I'm living an elaborate performance piece so that no one can call me on my shit. Maybe that's my ambition. Yes. I just don't want anyone to tell me to stop drinking. Yes. Oh, that's fuck. It. God damn. God. Yeah. The fuck. So do you count, like, when you do when you did mushrooms, do you count is Like, I don't think I've ever done... I've not, I yesterday smoked weed for the first time by itself, by itself, without any el anything else since high school. Oh, wow. I've never smoked weed and not drank. See, I used to love smoking weed to get rid of a hangover. And then when I started smoking weed again, just on its own, it's so strong now. It oh, like yeah. gave me fucking anxiety. And all I did was think about like what a loser I was and how I haven't gotten enough done with my life. Oh, and that's like the beauty about my weed use is that my, my weed use goes, this doesn't count. Yeah. He's like, you're not partying. You're just chilling. You're just being present. Yeah. That's so fucked up. My weed. When I got high yesterday, I said my brain went, my brain was like, I am so proud of you that you're not drinking right now. Like, this is a really big step in the right direction. This said to me, you know, because Rogan one time pulled me aside and he was like, hey, man, you should take a break from booze and just do edibles or weed. And mm -hmm. I was like, why would I? Because I, I could not do weed and edibles by itself. I had to have something else. Mm -hmm. And so yesterday was like, this is a big step in the right direction. You can go to Red Rocks and go see a show and not drink if you want. You can go see a concert and get a little high and then enjoy it. I would watch people do that. Uh, the next step is mushrooms. I would like to be able to take mushrooms and, en and enjoy tripping and allow mm -hmm. my big word right now. I do words every morning. I didn't oh, do one this vocab. morning. No, 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 not learning words. Oh, I 
thought you had like the vocabulary app. Well, if I told you the word, you'd be like, you just learned that word? <laughs> surrender. Okay. Yeah, surrender is my big word. Yeah. So like that's the one I'm focusing on because I got to let go of control of things. Yeah. Um, Do you journal? Yes. Really? Yeah, I do morning pages every morning and then I do transcendental meditation. Wait, what's, walk me through what your day looks like. So usually. Live wait, by yourself. I live by myself with my dog, Biggie Smalls, Minpin. Oh, nice. I want to get a new, I want to get a new baby dog, like a little tiny dog. And my wife, I've always joked. And then we saw one the other night at the same party where the guy talk, was rationalizing suicide. And uh, Leanne goes, you could get that as a bus dog. And I went, I can get a bus dog. I get a bus dog. Yeah. And then I'll let it live here at this house. Oh, shut the fuck up. Yeah. So um, keep going. Okay. So wake up. Um, at my phone's in the other room. So I don't look at, I journal three pages, morning pages, meditate for 20 minutes, go get my phone. Fall into you do not sleep with your phone in your bedroom. Uh -uh. This is why no. I won't go to AA. <laughs> Wait, keep going. So This okay. has nothing to do with AA. This, this has just... to do with like social media, I think is such a fucking wasteland for me. And especially like after my clips started like getting momentum, I would wake up and look at my phone and then just like see a comment of like, this bitch needs to kill herself. You know what I mean? And I'm like, that's not the first thing I want to see. Or like someone being like, her, her husband sounds like a cuck. And then I remember like I just yesterday. I, I know you're divorced, but I thought your husband seemed so cool. He was. He was fucking awesome. He was the best. Like we had a very amicable split. And um, I it's just yesterday, someone's like, her husband seems like a cuck. Like she's a slut. And I responded being like, I'm divorced, you twat. And then my thing got flagged and I got a notification from Instagram for hate speech and bullying. And I'm like, so he can call me a slut and call my ex-husband a cuck, but I can't call him a twat for setting, I'm me setting this record straight. I think it's like completely unfair. So anyway, I just started putting my phone in the other room because it doesn't bring me joy. Uh, my just, phone, my phone doesn't, uh, doesn't, it doesn't present me with a ton of joy. Like it was, I don't look, I'm not going to say anything. I, I, but I'll tell you what, when you put yourself out as much as I have, and, and I, yeah. I have to realize I've done that to myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have asked everyone to know who I am. I've yeah, asked yeah. everyone to know who yeah. I am. That is my fault. And, but it's part of, it is part of how you do business. Mm -hmm. If you want to make a movie and you want to do a special and you want to have a podcast, you want to have three podcasts. And if you want, and you want to have a, an arena tour, Part of the rub is you're gonna get people not liking you, yeah. Because it just is easy. It's yeah. easy. It's an easy topic to not like someone. It's so easy. They did it to you. You do to a lot of people, and some people earn it. Maybe I earned it at times. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know what I've said. I've talked wild shit about people yeah. on podcasts. We, I did it. I've done it today. Yeah. I, but I do it all the time. And and I. But I was coming up in my own algorithms, and I was like. That's not what you want. Yeah. Because not all of them are celebrating you. Right. Some are. Some are good. And so I had to get uh, I had to get burner accounts from everything so I could enjoy the apps. Right. Yeah, I have a social media manager who runs my shit most yeah. of the time. I take it off my phone a lot. But yeah, my day is journal, meditate, go take my dog for a walk, go to an AA meeting, work out, write a little bit, just fucking chill. When I'm not on the road, I just like to just fucking chill like people I don't understand the comics who go on the road and then come back and they're up every night at the improv in the store and all this stuff I'm like yeah. I need to recharge because I'm working enough on the road yeah yeah and so would like like an average night do you make yourself dinner do you 
Do you long to see if someone wants to go to dinner with you? I would love like, yeah, that's the thing. Like I love, I would love to be dating again. I would love to have someone to have a crush on and be excited about. But I think to our point earlier, it's like I need to focus on my career and my shit. And that's all just a distraction right now. So like I'll post me to myself some Italy. I'll eat some fucking pasta. Here's the thing. My ex-husband was like, he could have been a professional chef. He was such a good cook. Really? So not being with him is so hard because now I'm eating like turkey sandwiches and fucking... <laughs> turkey burgers and like my meals are very sad I just want to like send him pictures and be like I'm sorry I left (laughs) (laughs) you know I'm mostly jealous of his new girlfriend because she gets to eat like a fucking queen oh I kind of want to see what your ex-husband looks like he's fucking hot he looks like a Hemsworth yeah really yeah here I'll show you well my wife just perked up (laughs) wait he looks like a Hemsworth he does so attracted to Chris Hemsworth he's so hot I we used to work together in advertising when I worked at advertising and he uh, at an advertising agency and everyone called him Thor. He was uh, this is him. Yeah, he also got like revenge bod hot when. Oh, no, that's one of me and Danny Granger. (laughs) Jesus. That's the 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 one that bit is about. Everybody figured out who it was. I ruined his life. He had to get off Instagram. He's, I think, probably in a Jehovah's Witness sleeper cell. Is it weird that I sit crisscross applesauce and women, like women always sit normal in this and I always sit like a chick? Is that I don't think that's a talk? chick thing. I think, you, I mean, your toenails are painted. You're, yeah. you know. I have beautiful feet. Yeah. Have you ever gotten a spray sh- tan? Yeah. Uh, they're amazing. Do you get spray tans? Uh, I am now. You're ready to start I your did, only I did, a spray, <laughs> I did a spray tan. I did a spray tan. Me and my wife did spray tans before we went to Montreal. Okay. I fucking loved it. Yeah. I, they I, smell a little. They smell a little bit. Yeah. But they just smell like whore. Yeah. yeah. They just smell like Cancun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I always <laughs> smell cool like anyway. <laughs> cool with it. Yeah. It was crazy having sex with my wife with a spray tan. Yeah. It was like a different person a little yeah. bit, but yeah. with the same accent. Yeah. Like I, I, I love spray tans. Like you slapped her ass and it left a white handprint. <laughs> I slapped her ass <laughs> and she didn't say, Mira. <laughs> <laughs> she, I, papi. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I'm yeah, going to keep doing great. spray tans. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. 100% open invite. For real. Yeah. Whenever you want, you can do my podcast. Awesome. You make me giggle really fucking hard. Thank you. Uh, you are amazing. I can't wait to see. Thank you. I can't wait to see you on more stuff. As I can't wait to watch your career blow up. And I cannot Thank wait you. for Unhinged. I'm telling Thank you when you. I say this. And I, and I, I need to say this to you because we all get it. Yeah. We all get negative uh, feedback from people that don't like what we do. For yeah. whatever reason. Maybe they find you too happy or they think your happiness is a lie. Maybe they think... My happiness is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Not you. I, was I cry about me. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, they, but, but for whatever yeah. reason, and I will tell you from a, a genuine person with no ulterior motives, no baggage, just like a regular person, when I watched you, you drew me in immediately and you immediately got a fan. Thank immediately. You. You're funny as fucking shit. You. You're funny as fucking shit, and I, and I saw you on Barstool with with uh, with the bros, Kevin and yeah. Kevin and Feidelberg, and you are amazing on podcasts. Thank you. You are genuinely enjoyable, and I cannot wait to watch you blow up. I'm so excited for Unhinged. Thank you. I love Britney too. Thank you. And when you guys launch Unhinged, you have to come on my podcast to promote it. Okay. And we won't do any drugs or alcohol. Okay, perfect. We'll be stone sober. <laughs> yeah. But you two like. There's few people you can hang out with sober and you have a good time. Yeah. Some people, it's a fucking tedious task. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, fuck, man. Can I just go to the dentist? 
but you're 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 an absolute joy. Thank you. Thank you for having so thank me. Thank you for the podcast. Of course. That was great. Awesome. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.